and welcome to Season 8 of Crypto Sapiens. My name is Rachel and I'll be this season's host and producer. I'm so excited to get started on the season. Now, this is my first time hosting a podcast and I am eternally grateful to the Crypto Sapiens team for onboarding me, being so friendly, and really living the ethos of Web3, which is inclusion and bringing people up. Now, I'm particularly excited for this season as it's a completely new adventure for me. And I'm going to be bringing up thought leaders in the Web3 industry to talk about topics like digital identity, like zero-knowledge technology, community building, growth hacking, what makes a DAO successful. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. So I am beyond excited. I'm going to be talking to so many amazing people. And one thing I'm really grateful for about working in Web3 is just the immensely intelligent people that I get to work with day to day. And then I get to talk to every week on interviews like these. Again, my name is Rachel and I'm so honored to be here. So uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy season eight of Crypto Sapiens. Okay, so for episode one today, we have our esteemed guest, Sandy Carter, and we're going to be diving into the world of digital identity with her. Now, Sandy Carter is currently the COO at Unstoppable Domains. She's also the head of business development there as well. Now, Sandy's background is really impressive. She's been named one of the top 10 most influential women in tech by CNN. She's written four books. She's worked as an executive at AWS and has worked as a general manager at IBM. The list goes on and on about why Sandy is amazing, but she truly is a pioneer in the world of digital identity, in the world of Web3. And I just see her continue to show up for different communities, specifically the NFT and creative communities, and showing up to various conferences and showing up in person to continue building community. So without further ado, let's dive into the episode. So Sandy, I actually uh, put together this affirmation to start the day off. I know you're really passionate about digital identity. Um, so the affirmation of this episode will be, I embrace and celebrate my unique digital identity, recognizing its power to connect, express, and empower me in the digital world. And with that, I will pass the mic over to Sandy Carter to give her introduction today. Super. Rachel, I love that affirmation. It was, it was perfect. Thank you so much. Well, my name is Sandy Carter, and I'm COO of Unstoppable Domains. And uh, Unstoppable Domains was founded in 2018. We became a unicorn in 2022. We are a company who focuses on digital identity, and we believe that digital identity should be a human right. And why do we say that? Well, if you look at the difference between a digital identity and Web 2 versus Web 3, it will become very, very clear. Um, for example, if we think about... Um, digital identity and web two, if you use your username and password to sign into like a Google or a Facebook or a TikTok, as you sign in, that username and password access your digital identity, but all the data about you goes to those platforms. Google and, and Facebook actually made $100 billion off of your data, our data <laughs> that they sold. Now, if you flip over to a web three world, what Unstoppable brings you is that um, whole value prop of you own your own data. So now you use that one uh, digital identity, which for me is right here, sandy.nft. You can sign into over 800 different applications. You can resolve wallets and do transactions with it. And most importantly, you own the data. So you decide what data shared, when it's shared, who it's shared with, how long you share it. You are now control of that data. And Rachel, that's really what I love about it. And hopefully here in a second, I'll be able to show you what that looks like too. 
Yes, yes, we love to see it. Thank you so much, Sandy. Uh, was an excellent introduction. Um, and I just want to say, just looking into your career and, and everything you've done in, in the digital realm, uh, you were named by CNN, uh, one of the top 10 most influential women in tech. You've written four books, just the list goes on and on. Um, I, I looked at your Wikipedia page and I was like, oh my God, like this is just such an accomplished person. And it really looks like you focus on inclusion, um, supporting other women in the space and just focusing on tech innovation. And, and I really just have to say, Sandy, I, I really admire you and I'm grateful for you joining today. So moving on, Sandy, you've gone into the introduction. Um, I, I'd really love to give like a high level explanation to our audience today. Could you explain what digital identity means and why it's important in today's digital landscape? And also to tack on to that, how does Unstoppable Domains contribute to enhancing digital identity? Yeah, so a digital identity really travels with you throughout any platform that you're using. And so the power of the digital identity is that the data that's collected now is your data. It's not anyone else's data. Um, so, Rachel, for those who are watching along, I'm, I'm going to share a little picture of what that looks like. And if you're not following along on the, um, the podcast, then what I'd ask you to do is maybe go to ud.me slash sandy.nft or looked at the pinned tweet up at the top of the screen on the Twitter space. And you'll be able to see what a digital identity looks like in a Web3 world. The first thing you're probably going to notice is that it looks very much like a LinkedIn page, except this is verifiable information. So you're actually credentialed and everything that is here um, has been verified. So it's verified information. Um, up on the upper left, you can see that Sandy.NFT is there. That is my digital identity. I can use that to sign into Cook Finance or Atlantis Metaverse or Snook, a game, or Atari. I can use that same identity to sign into all of those different applications. Um, that picture you see up there right above my name, Pink Mamba, and yes, that is my gaming name. So if you see that show up, you know that I'm like on the high scoreboard for a game. That is a Ready Player Me avatar. That avatar is super cool. First of all, we were able to give away that, that avatar, a tie to your digital identity, to all the women who went to Fortune's Most Powerful Women Conference last year. And this now works in over 7,000 metaverses that use Ready Player Me avatars that have also integrated in with Unstoppable. Um, just a couple other things. You can see my wallets here. So guess what? I was in Vegas. And in Vegas, many of the stores accept crypto. So I was able to use Sandy.NFT to buy something in a real life store using Sandy.NFT. And you can see why, because it's connected here to two different wallets. On the right hand side, still of that picture that you see up at the top, you'll see a token gallery. This is where all of my um, digital collectibles live. So whether that is a boss beauty that you see here or something maybe a little bit more serious like do I have DAO voting? You can see that I'm able to vote in the wild pixie DAO or that I've committed to the, the, the environment, not just talked about it because I purchased a tree for every NFT I, I um, have acquired. That means that I've made all that carbon neutral. So you're not just hearing that I support climate, 
you're actually seeing my actions. One of the big differences between web two and web three is on web two, you can write different words for your brand, but in web three, you have to show those words. And just a couple other things you see badging here. I can, I can go talk to, you know, all of my best friends. This is BFF. So here you can see there's a whole set of other folks there. I can message them if I want to. And then I can also decide I want to pull out some featured collections. So here you can see Mona Lisa and then maybe one I'm hoping to acquire one day, which is uh, Bored Ape as well. So this really is your brand in Web3. And it really enables you to collect all this data because as you sign into each application, you're deciding what data you keep, what data you share, what data you want to hide. And then as you display it here, anything you've decided that is your data that you want to save shows up here as well as anything that's been placed in your wallet. So it's very powerful, Rachel. Um, and also, I find it very interesting to look at and brand yourself, right? That Web3 brand really comes alive. And it's just really impressive to see all the different communities that you support, Sandy, uh, and, and holding different NFTs, um, which actually brings me to my next question. So I actually wanted to ask you about NFTs and digital identity today, which I'm sure is on a lot of people's minds. And Sandy, I know that you'll love this question, being an avid fan of the NFT space and being a supporter of so many of these communities. Um, so with the rise of non-fungible tokens and, and NFTs, how do you see them intersecting with digital identity? And another follow-up question to that I have is, um, let's say you have a credential on your MetaMask wallet. Let's say for me, right, I graduated from a Solidity Bootcamp and I have that certificate, that credential saying that I learned the skill. Now, what if the wallet were to get compromised? How do you prove that you have that credential? How do you back that up? Yeah, great question. So let me talk about the first piece, which is how does di digital identity intersect with an NFT? Well, your digital identity is actually a super NFT. So, you know, there's lots of discussions right now about super apps, right, that kind of sit above and that support multiple apps. So that digital domain is a super NFT because it contains content from other tokens that you have been collecting. So that's why it will pull from the wallet and put those in. It also has pull-ups and other things that are in there. Um, so all of that is stored in that digital identity. But in addition, it has things like those badges that represent communities. So you wouldn't find those in your wallet. Those would be things that you have decided you would like to brand yourself with. And so it provides you additional functionality also, you know, when you put stuff in a wallet, if it's only if, you know, if you want to look at one wallet at a time, that works. But with your unstoppable digital identity, you can see everything in multiple wallets at the same time. So it enables you to view kind of cross your portfolio, everything that you've purchased with that particular wallet. Now, if your wallet has been compromised, there's really not much that we would do about a compromise that would have to be done with the wallet. So what we are, what we do is we pull from the wallet. We pull other data, like you saw on the on the profile, your social media data. You saw on there your website. You could link that in. So there's data in that profile that's both on chain as well as off chain data. So it's really a combination of both. 
Thank you for providing us that information. Um, I know that Humpty actually had a question related to NFTs and digital identities. So, but you know, I, just for anybody who uh, is unfamiliar with my work, which is probably everyone, um, I've been contributing in this space of decentralized identity for you know almost two years, maybe a little bit over it. And I've always been interested in the idea of you know aggregate identity. There's just so many different ways that we choose to represent ourselves in Web3. I was talking about NFTs. Obviously, I think some people choose to identify themselves with their PFPs, right? There's a community that they associate themselves more with, that their values are aligned with, and they say, this PFP is representative of me as a person, uh, my values and my community, my tribe. Others will use their domain. So Unstoppable Domains obviously uh, provides this naming service for their communities. So .anime, I think, is the latest one that y'all announced, which is really rad. I'm a big fan of manga and anime, so definitely have to get mine. Um, and then, of course, there's like decentralized identifiers, verifiable credentials, soulbound tokens. I just wanted to hear from you, seeing how you're so deep in the space, what your thoughts are about composite identity, bringing together all of these different, very different identities um, to be able to represent ourselves in maybe a more unified way? Um, so, you know, one of the interesting things that we've been doing most recently, Humpty, is we've been asking both our customers as well as a ton of Web2 users, what really defines you? If you really stop and think about it, what do you want represented on your digital identity? And I thought it was really interesting because number one was sports. I want to showcase my fandom of either a sport like basketball or football. That's that's not American football, that's soccer. Um, or secondly, I want to identify with my car. I'm a truck person. I'm a Ford or Chevrolet person. I'm a Corvette, um, you know, woman. You want to showcase that. And then comes, you know, things like fashion. I want to showcase the way I dress and the even the digital identities I have. So there's a whole set of things that people want to showcase. What I love about the digital identity is this can be brought up across all of your different wallets that can showcase what's happening in those different wallets. So, you know, if you buy something, let's say in a rainbow wallet, something in a Coinbase wallet, something in a, um, I don't know, timeless wallet, one of my new favorite wallets, you can see all of that information. And then you can also decide what you want to show. So, for example, it was so funny. Um, someone was telling me that they had bought a set of the Trump NFTs, but they didn't want that showcased on their site. Um, but they felt like the Trump NFTs were really going to accelerate in value. And so you can easily hide data. Again, it's all up to you as a user, what you want to show, what you don't want to show. And so that enables you really to customize that page to be what you want. So it really brings in, you know, all different EVMs, wallets. We support today 173 wallets that are out there. So you can bring all that in to really have one single identity as you move forward. Wow. Uh, thank you so much, Sandy. I, I feel like I'm already learning so much about digital identity here. And I just want to take a moment to just go into the domains that I purchased yesterday. I know when we met up during consensus, uh, I was trying to get the domains. I finally got Rachel Rose B.Dow and .polygon, which we love the Polygon ecosystem. So it's really awesome that you support that domain. Um, and another thing before getting back into the questions, I was looking at um, 
Coindesk at just a couple different of the recent accomplishments from Unstoppable Domains. And, and just to show a little bit here, um, you recently launched AI-generated avatars, um, Web3 messaging service on Polygon, um, and Polygon Labs uh, dot Polygon domains. So are there any other things like on the roadmap coming up um, that you're excited to talk about? Well, one of the things we just announced earlier this week that Humpy, Humpty just uh, brought up was the uh, the new extension dot anime and dot manga. Um, and we did that because there are huge communities. In fact, Rachel, you'll love this. 2.9 billion people claim to be super fans of anime and manga. And so a lot of the anime and manga communities were coming to us saying, we want to have our own TLD. So just like you have for Polygon, we have that Polygon ecosystem. They wanted to have one around this community of people who are just passionate about, you know, Levi and Sequoia and the whole area of um, anime and manga. And so that was one of the brand new announcements that we just made that I thought was really super interesting. We have several new announcements coming up, but I can't pre-release them, but you need to stay tuned because next week we've got another amazing partner that we're going to announce a partnership with. And then in June, we have a couple of, I think, uh, interesting things about um, a couple of interesting things that are coming out from our product and offering side as well. And Humpty, come back in and talk to us about anime and manga because it's one of my favorite subjects. We went crazy when we started selling these and I've been, I have to tell you, I had like 200 followers from the anime and manga communities who are now part of my, my tribe as well. Yeah. I just wanted to um, just interject and just add my little bit of geekiness. I am, uh, like I said, I'm a huge fan of anime and manga. I've been watching it probably more than just traditional animation since I was 13. I recently got into the hobby of building Gundam plastic models uh, because, you know, you can only go so far <laughs> watching and reading uh, all of this amazing, uh, all of these amazing stories. You want to interact with something. And I'm really, I just, I think it's a really interesting and, and amazing thing that what y'all are doing is you really, I think, have gotten to the crux of what is identity. I think that we can't be so um, kind of narrow in our definition of that. We need to be open to the complexity of that um, because I recently recorded a podcast too, where I talked a little bit about all the things that I believe make up my identity. And certainly being a manga fan, an anime fan, a collector of all of these weird little artifacts that have to do with like Japanese culture, it's really interesting to me. So I just wanted to say just from one dorky anime fan uh, to someone who's like advocating and pushing the envelope to uh, recreate or redefine identity in the Web3 space, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I have to tell you this funny story. So, you know, the anime community reached out to me and I had to do some research on it. My daughters, both my daughters are huge fans. In fact, um, one of my daughters, you know, lives for Levi, which, you know, is one of the main characters. Right. Um, so I thought that was really interesting. So I was up in New York. I was um, I'm a member of a board for Altair and I was walking around Times Square and I saw this huge line. Um, and I was like, wow, what is this? Line? I mean, the line was like really huge, even for New York time, uh, for New York, uh, for Times Square in New York City. So I walked up and I was asking a couple of people, what are you guys waiting for? And they're like, 
there's this guy who comes out every night and he hand paints anime characters on a baseball cap. And you have to get in line early because he sells out every night. He does only a thousand hats a night and he sells out. So people are waiting in this line for an hour or more waiting to get their anime hat. And that's when I knew we had to do dot anime and dot manga. <laughs> if people are going to wait long that line that long in a line for them, that's really that really tells you your passion, right? Well, Humpty, Humpty's got his next Humpty's got his next destination now in mind. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah, I, I love that you're just like kind of tapping into whatever these communities are passionate about and really just allowing them to show up and, and share their authentic self and, and just vibe out in whatever they're passionate about. Um, so that's really awesome that Unstoppable Domains is doing that. Uh, we'd love to see it. Now, Moving forward, Sandy, I, I really want to ask because, you know, the topic of digital identity, I really think of a lot of challenges, you know, like uh, such as like how to protect user identity, privacy, personal data. So, Sandy, I, I'll open this up to just ask you, what are some of the major challenges in the current digital identity systems and, and how does Unstoppable Domains aim to address these challenges? Yeah, I think everybody, first of all, I think one of the challenges that a lot of people are facing is, you know, is this digital identity representing a person or is it representing a bot? Uh, we have this challenge in spades across the internet today. And I think this is one of the things that Web3 really brings to the table is the ability to, um, you know, to use a checker, like a KYC checker, to conform to confirm that you are a real person. And so I think it's really important um, as you're using a Web3 digital identity, if you're a company who wants to leverage that, you can actually identify a bot from a human because you use things like persona or Encada and other things to verify that you are a person. The other interesting thing that we're doing, and we actually just filed a patent for this, is now with AI, Rachel, coming on the scene, we're seeing a lot of fakes out there, right? We saw fakes before, but now we're really seeing a lot of fakes out there as well. And of course, you know, things being on chain and as you're moving forward, there's a lot of technology that you can use to identify a fake. So that's another thing that we're working on right now. And as I said, we just filed a patent in that space so that we could also help in, you know, really determining um, what's going on there and and how we can ensure that fakes are identified early. Um, in fact, we call it digital identity in a world of fakes, right? So you can take control of your data with that AI industry just, you know, busting at the seams now. Um, you can really see how you can create and use a real value or a real digital identity that really makes um, makes you realize what is real and what isn't. So deep fake duplicate accounts that seek to steal your identity for fraudulent purposes or just for quote unquote fun. Now you can really identify those and how you make sure that Web3 and AI work together. So I think it's one of the more exciting parts of our space today is looking at and determining um, those deep fakes as well. So those are just some of the things that we're doing. You'll hear us coming out, you know, later uh, using AI more in security and really having that, you know, 
I really believe in the convergence of AI, Web3, Metaverse. I think the three of those, that convergence is such power and will bring so much to the next internet. Absolutely, Sandy. And, and that's really amazing that Unstoppable Domains is working to solve some of these pressing issues um, for people and, and utilizing technology in a safe way. Um, something I've often seen with, with Gitcoin is that they're working to help people against civil attacks. So I think getting rid of all of these bots and being able to verify identity is really important in protecting yourself. Um, and by the way, we didn't disclaim this on the space, but uh, none of this is financial or legal advice. This is strictly for educational purposes, just to educate the community and, and bring and shed light onto these concepts. So moving forward, um, uh, Sandy, I really wanted to ask you, uh, just aside from the challenges, I, I know one of them that comes up often is privacy and personal data. So what measures are currently in place to prevent misuse of personal data with digital identity? Well, this is really, Rachel, where the secret sauce comes in for digital identity. So when you go to log into an application using, let's say, Sandy.nft, which I'm using here, um, and that application wants to use some of your data, um, what happens is that that application has to ask you for permission. So it says, can I use your email? Can I see your location? Could I see your age? Whatever it's asking for. It has to ask for it. And then you can say, yep, yep, nope, or no to everything. Um, and then you can log into the application. So then you know upfront what information you're sharing. One of my funny stories, Rachel, is I was heading to a conference and I really wanted to wear under my suit jacket a t-shirt. So I went online and I quickly bought the t-shirt two weeks before the conference. And I received, I counted them, 79 emails from this company trying to upsell me and cross-sell me and do everything else around this to ensure that I bought another T-shirt. It was, it was horrible. And I was just thinking, what if we had Web3 identity that I could have logged into that site with? I would have said no to sharing my email and I wouldn't have gotten 79 emails coming at me. And in fact... What's really fascinating is what we see in the future is that companies will, will really see disruption around marketing. Um, instead of buying lists, what we're going to see is companies having to figure out a way to um, entice people to share their data. So if yeah. I'm going to share with you my email list, what am I going to get for that? So, for example, right now we have we're working with Relic Tickets, which is a, a ticketing company. They do tickets as an NFT. Um, some of their events that they're focusing on, what they want to do is they want to say, well, if you've already bought a ticket this year and I can see it because it's in your digital identity. I now will give you a discount for next year's ticket or I will give you a VIP seat or I'll do something. So now they're enticing you to tell you that, to tell them that you went to that event or to show that. Or I've seen people now say, if you give me your email, I will invite you to events that are happening in your city. If you tell me that you live in San Francisco, California or New York City. So I think these type of things we're going to see much more frequent where people are going to be asked for their data, but companies have to figure out how to entice them or reward them for providing that data. 
Right. So I think the incentivization piece is huge. And I also see, think that consent is really huge too with that. I like that, you know, digital identity offers the permission piece, right? Asking consent for the user to use that personal data. And if anybody is here familiar with the documentary, The Social Dilemma, has anybody seen that documentary or heard of it? So a, a really interesting thing that I learned from that documentary is that these companies, you know, like like Facebook and, and, you know, all these other big companies are leveraging data and using it for targeted ads. And it does feel a bit like it's just continuing to extract value without our consent. And something I've seen who I'm actually going to be speaking with um, somebody I've spoken on a panel with before, Jay Cartnell. Um, he was sharing some things about data unions as well. So there are actually unions that are being sprung up to help protect against uh, data extraction without your consent, because these companies are profiting off of that. And I'm sure you've all seen if, if you, you know, click on something on Instagram or, or Twitter, and then you start seeing these really targeted ads, like, you know, it's, it's just really like, uh, kind of like creepy. <laughs> And um, I, I think that it's really important to have protective measures in place um, and to give consent for usage of personal data. So the next question I wanted to ask you, Sandy, and I know we are getting to the end of the hour here, but one more question I'll ask you today is why Web3? Why blockchain? Why has digital identity or why has Unstoppable Domains chosen to go into the digital identity space in Web3? Yeah. So, you know, if you think about Web3, Web3 really brings to the table that ethos of ownership. And that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about a digital identity that you own, a digital identity that has data associated with it that you own. And so Web3 really is the right way to execute on this. So, you know, one of the things we're going to say is that um, a technology really becomes important when you stop talking about the technology and you start talking about the value that it brings. So what Web3 brings to the digital identity table is that it is decentralized. It also enables me to decide what I'm able to share with others. It provides me a way to um, store other data and then allow the segmentation of that data. So the techni technology is really the enabler of what we're trying to solve, which is data that belongs to us that we can show off if we want to show off and that we get to decide who gets to see it, when they get to see it, how they get to see it, how long they get to see it. That is really the underpinning technology. Um, and that today sits on top of blockchain, which is the essence of the technology that we need. I love it. And, and something that you brought up, too, was the ethos of Web3. And I really think it just goes hand in hand with digital identity. Like you see people who are having this cultural shift towards a value creation versus value extracted culture and also having ownership over their identity and ownership over their unique assets. So I really think it goes hand in hand. And so the last question I'll leave you with, Sandy, how do you see the future of digital identity unfolding? Like, what, how do you foresee the evolution of digital identity management and how will Unstoppable Domains innovate this changing landscape? So one of the big questions, Rachel, that I always get in the future of where we're headed with this is that, okay, Sandy, I get it. I want to own my own data but I don't want to hire a personal DBA or database administrator to administer all my data. 
Um, and so, you know, if you pause to think about that, how do you manage your data? How will you manage your data over, you know, let's say in the next five years, you're going to collect a lot of data about yourself. So how do you manage that? How do you extract the value from that? What do you do? Well, I see a world where there, we will have in our homes our own data appliance. Um, and that appliance will store our data and it will be as easy for us to use and access that data as today we do with our remote control. Um, and one of the stories I tell is my grandmother, when I, last time I went home to see her, she was telling me a story about the refrigerator. And she said, you know, Sandy, when I was growing up, when I was a girl, we didn't have refrigerators in our home. And in fact, a lot of people said, oh, wow, they're so hard to use and so hard to figure out how to get ice that those will never be available in everybody's home. And what do we have today? Like how many houses do you go into that don't have a refrigerator? I think we're in the same place today with a data appliance. I think in the next five years, we'll see these data appliances coming um, so that we will be able to manage that. And again, it'll be easy as, you know, operating our refrigerator or as easy as operating our remote con remote control. So I do see us doing that. The second prediction I have is that you're going to start to see more and more, I would say, essential data start to be stored in our digital identity. And what do I mean, mean by that? Well, California DMV, which, which has all our motor vehicle registrations, has just decided to take your car title and create that as an NFT that lives on chain and that that is what you will renew for your car title. I'm so excited about that, making it much easier to do that renewal, um, much easier. You know, it's it's a token that you could transfer ownership. It has so many really cool items. It is an experiment that they're doing today. But, you know, a lot of people copy the innovation of California. So I think that's exciting. And I was just in New York City with 100 healthcare startups. And they were saying, Sandy, we want to put healthcare data on NFTs and have all your healthcare data there. And why? Well, the real power, and they shared this with me, they said 60% of misdiagnosis are done because the doctor doesn't have all of your healthcare data. They may have like your blood work or, you know, your blood pressure and your temperature, but they don't get everything. Like what happened the last time you went to the dermatologist or to the dentist? And so if you had all that data, obviously hidden, you don't want to share your blood pressure with everybody out there on the internet. If you had all that data, would you be able to share that easily? Rachel, you know, because you just saw me in consensus, I was hobbling around because I broke my femur. I broke that femur in Brazil. Do you know it took eight hours to get the records to Brazil so that I could have emergency surgery on my femur. Imagine if I had had that on my device and I could have just given them to them how much easier that would have been on lots of different people, <laughs> including I, me. I completely agree with that. And, and, you know, my work at Opolis has shown me like how important healthcare is, you know, and, and having things uh, transparent and data available. Um, I actually, like I mentioned, completed a Solidity Bootcamp and our uh, finishing project was actually called Smart Health. So that was a way to have patient data on chain 
because it turns out uh, patient data currently in the healthcare system is actually extremely vulnerable. There's not a lot of security measures in place um, and, and it really just needs a complete revamp. So I totally see the significance of digital identity and blockchain technology in the world of healthcare. This will be posted wherever you can listen to podcasts. This will be on YouTube. And we highly, highly would appreciate if you could give Crypto Sapiens a follow, subscribe on YouTube and also check out our podcasts. Um, so the first resource will be the Unstoppable Domains website. Um, the second will be two links to connect with me and Sandy. Um, the third will be next week's Crypto Sapiens episode, which will be focused on Web3 and AI. So Sandy, I know you'll love that one. Um, and we'll be speaking with GM Chad, founder of ETH San Diego, and Kayla as well, who has worked with Dow LA previously and has done a ton of work in the Web3 space. So I'm really excited for that one. Uh, I'm sorry, the only closing thought that I would like to leave everybody with is, um, you know, a lot of people, when they see a new technology, they overestimate its impact in the short term. So, you know, we saw this right with NFTs. Oh my gosh, they're going to take over the world, Web3, blockchain. Um, and so when they don't move fast enough, sometimes people drop out, right? The beginning's so exciting, but then they don't stay for the middle. But people underestimate the impact of technology in the long term. So I would encourage everybody, go get your digital identity today. Um, we'd love to have you at Unstoppable, but there's a couple other choices out there too. And, and start building up your Web3 brand so that you're ready. Because I know that we're underestimating the impact of blockchain and Web3, metaverse and AI today. I think they're going to have more of an impact on the next generation of the internet than we can even imagine. So be ready. Go ahead and get started today so that you are ready. And you're already listening to this podcast. So I know you're already early adopters. So take advantage of that. Please don't wait. Awesome. Thank you so much, Sandy. Well, I'm going to close out the video. Thank you to our viewers today watching this video and to the listeners of our podcast. Thank you for joining Crypto Sapiens. And thank you, Sandy. Okay, friends. So before we end today's episode, I just want to take a moment to thank projects like Bankless and projects like Opolis for making season eight of Crypto Sapiens possible. So I just want to draw your attention to the links in our description. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll see the links there. Or if you're listening to our podcast, you'll also see the links in the description. The first is going to be Bankless Doc Community. And for those watching the video, I'll go ahead and share my screen. So you'll see here Bankless DAO's website. You'll also be able to learn more about how to join Bankless DAO, the different guilds, and different projects that we're working on at Bankless DAO. And there really is something for everyone here. I think it's an amazing starting point for those looking to get involved in Web3. If you're listening to this and want to learn more about how to get involved, Bankless DAO is an excellent starting point. There's guilds for just about any interest here, so I highly recommend going to bankless.community, joining the Discord, and saying hi and making some friends. To stay up to date on all things Crypto Sapiens, go to CryptoSapiens.xyz. Here, you'll see all of our podcast episodes uploaded with a brief description of what they are, and you can also download them from here. Now, last but not least, a lot of you know me actually from my work at Opolis. So Opolis, if you don't know, is a digital employment cooperative. We do things like offer employer services to those working in the Web3 space, working on DAOs, or running their own independent business. So we help issue W2s pay stubs, and get you things like national healthcare coverage. So if this is something you're interested in, click the link in the description. All proceeds for referrals go towards supporting Crypto Sapiens. Thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode of Crypto Sapiens. As always, stay tuned for next time, and thank you again for joining.